Okay, so we get to this story called Heroes in Crisis. It's a nine-issue limited series being written by Tom King, who has worked on some Vertigo titles, Batman and Mr. Miracle, and it's going to be illustrated by Clayman. Yeah, that that's an actual name, but um, yeah. The idea of this storyline is basically this. According to King, the idea for Heroes in Crisis was conceived in 2016 after he suffered from a panic attack, went to the hospital, and his grandmother who raised him passed away on that same day. King had to go through therapy, after which he decided to use what he learned in a DC comic. The homestead of the sanctuary on the cover of Heroes in Crisis is modeled after her, after his grandmother's house as a tribute to her. The story is primarily dealing with the emotional cost of being a superhero and explore what, what violence does to, to a society, a common theme in King's work, since he's a former CIA counterterrorism officer, believed this was an important subject that needed to be discussed. He says this, Comic books throughout the whole history of the medium have been a reflective of history. In World War II, there were comics about fighting in World War II. In the 70s, there were comics about psychiatric psychiatric escape. Unfortunately, our moment right now is a moment of violence and living with violence, and our comics have to address that, he said. Rumors of this new crisis came out, and back in uh, May 2018, the rumors were quickly denied by DC Comics co-publisher Jim Lee, who tweeted, Rumors of reboots are ridiculous. Stop with misinformation. Thanks, and have a great weekend. DC announced the series on June, June 12th, 2018 after King made an appearance on the late night show with Seth Meyers and the first issue would be released on September 26, 2018. Okay, the idea of a storyline addressing the political and the emotional cost of being a superhero and the growing violence in today's in today's world actually sounds like a fairly interesting premise. It could really tell something and give a perspective. But a lot of people were wondering, why is this called a crisis? Like, when everyone thinks of a crisis, they think of, um, they think of crisis on infinite earths, infinite crisis, final crisis, big cataclysmic events that involve the multiverse. And then it was revealed that this would be billed as a murder mystery, so basically this is a sequel to Identity Crisis. And... Yeah, here's the thing. Here, Crisis will chronicle the aftermath of a mass shooting at the Sanctuary Rehabilitation Center set up by Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Sanctuary has been mentioned in several comics from what I've gathered. It's been mentioned in Batman. It's even mentioned in Doomsday Clock, talking about a shooting that happened at the Sanctuary, describing it as effed up and whatnot by one of the villains. And if the villain is saying that that what happened was royally fucked up, then you know this was, should be considered a big deal. And, yeah, it was to treat with superheroes with mental health issues from Earth-threatening events such as post-traumatic stress disorder. Alongside the Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, they were also going to be joined up by Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. So, this is where we get to our issue. A lot of people were, I was wondering why is this still called a crisis. Like, yeah, there was identity crisis, but... At least Identity Crisis had a name, had a reason for its name. Heroes in Crisis, I don't know yet. We'll have to see as the issues go on. But, yeah. And, <laughs> okay, I was curious about, okay, so, clearly Tom King had an idea, but why am I thinking that this was also editorial mandate? 
for certain things that happened in the first issue that basically make me think, yeah, Dan DiDio did something with this, didn't he? Allow me to go into detail about this after we go through the cover pages of the whatnot and show some variant covers that happen, as you'll see in the video showing the images I have. I found off the internet. We see Boost to Gold going ahead at a, at a diner and he's basically ordering some breakfast and then all of a sudden Harley Quinn shows up and one of the one of the patrons goes ahead and says there's another hero coming and Boost to Gold just says that's not a hero. Oh? That's a villain. Oh. Well now. There's gonna be a fight. Yeah. There's gonna be a fight. And I'm just thinking, wow, that's very casual, like, extremely casual. Then we get our big opening credits in the sky with Superman flying. Oh, I do gotta wonder, um, how does that work in real time? Like, does Superman just somehow morph the clouds to say heroes in crisis? Okay, I know I'm going overboard with this, but I'm just, I just wanted to joke on that. Um, this is part one, titled, I'm Just Warming Up. We open up with some shots of Harley Quinn in this nine-panel layout, basically being documented at the sanctuary, giving her thoughts on things, addressing her name and saying she doesn't believe in trauma, and how basically she, um, like how everything's real and how she prefers to use violence, basically. And then she goes in and says, bang, 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 bang. And then she just cries out saying, God. So then we go back to Harley Quinn and Booster Goal. And the page, then the, one, of the, one of the owners of the restaurant um, basically says, anything to eat. And Harley Quinn just says, I don't know. You have dessert. And they mention how they got a peach pie fresh off the oven. And I'm like, oh, this is the most casual fight ever happening. Like, I was kind of curious. Like, I know I looked at things up before reading this and looked up things beforehand. The Harley Quinn is no longer with the Joker. She's kind of in this anti-hero state. Like, she's a good guy, but at the same time still having violent tendencies. Like, so still psychotic. So, I think that because of what happened with Suicide Squad, they wanted to attribute that since everyone loved uh, Harley Quinn in that movie, so they wanted to bring it into this, into this universe, so, yeah. Even her design is pretty much resembling that of Maggot Robbie's Harley Quinn portrayal and whatnot. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I was, I woken up and I forgot to turn off my alarm, uh, if you heard that. But, um, uh, don't worry, I fixed that. Um, so that won't happen again. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of similarities between Maggot Robbie's Harley Quinn and the DC Universe's Harley Quinn. And she says she'll have the pie. And then she says this to, um, uh, Booster Gold. Can I tell you some a secret, Goldie? You promise not to tell anyone? Uh, and then Booster Gold says, promise. And then she says, I hate pudding. Well, considering that she called the Joker Puddin' all the time, I can actually understand why she thinks that. So, Harley Quinn has a slice of the, of the uh, peach pie, and basically says it smells like America. America! Fuck yeah! What you gonna do when we come for you now? 
And then we see Crow is feasting on something, and then we hear a loud booming noise from Superman, basically breaking the sound barrier. He heads towards the sanctuary and says, reports to Batman or somebody, saying, okay, I'm here. Then we get to see Blue Jay, an interview with Blue Jay about basically how he shrinks and how he's been having a hard time controlling it lately, how he's been drowning in his in his blankets like it's an ocean, and he knows what's causing this, but he still doesn't want to drown in it. And then we head back to Harley Quinn, going ahead and having eating her finishing up her breakfast and Going ahead, grabbing a small little knife, and say, talking about a story how she came off a bit scathed from an event that happened to her, apparently. And then she starts stabbing Booster Gold by singing this. Old McBooster had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and on this farm he had a Harley, E-I-E-I-O, with a stab stab here and a stab stab there, here a stab, here a stab, Everywhere, stab, stab, and Booster Gold defends himself and basically destroys the in destroys the inside of the of the diner. Congrats. Booster Gold says he doesn't want to hurt Harley. Yeah. It's, okay. Think about this. This is also New Fifty Two continuity. Still says this is the New Fifty Two universe, while also being the DC Rebirth Initiative. Why doesn't Booster Gold want to hurt uh, Harley Quinn? Like, I, I could have sworn she was that she's still seen as a villain to many people. Like, is that like Injustice Harley Quinn who had a redemption arc going on and was a Justice League member? Yeah, that actually happened. So whatnot, and then um, Harley Quinn drenching some of the blood of Booster Gold onto her cheeks, under her eyes and cheeks. She says she's gonna hurt him. Batman goes ahead and says he's 13 minutes out and tells Superman not to touch anything. While Wonder Woman just says, Bruce, he knows. Superman goes ahead and says he won't, and then he says he, ha he has seen that they're all gone. Like, a lot of people are dead. One of them being Hotspot. And we see a Hotspot hot doing an interview from the Sanctuary where he has a catchphrase saying, I'm just warming up. And... Yeah, he's been saying that's like his coping mechanism when it comes to, you know, fighting bad guys and whatnot. And then Superman looks at Hotspot. Hotspot has a tear in his eye, so apparently something happened that made him cry before he died, or was it a pain? And then Superman says Hotspot is confirmed. He had a... and Clark... and then... Wonder Woman says Clark, and then Superman would say there's a thing he would say, wasn't there? I can't remember. And I'm just thinking, wow! He says that a lot, and Superman doesn't remember. That could be kind of seen as a little... What's that word? I'm thinking a little dickish? Yeah. And then we get back to um, Harley Quinn trying to kill Booster Gold or something, and starts fighting him. And I'm just wondering, okay, I get... Harley Quinn had this sneak attack initiative, even though Booster Gold knew there was going to be a fight, but I, I just want to know how on earth is she kicking Booster Gold's ass with all the tech he has, as far as I know in the new 52 continuity. So yeah, Booster Gold and her are fighting, he says he's going to take her to the Hall of Justice, and and then Superman goes ahead and rides to the house of the sanctuary, floating in, and 
There's no reaction. There's no greeter. Soon Rand opens the door, and then he talk, and then he sees something that shocks him to his very core. And this is possibly where people got lost with the issue and entire and the entire storyline as a whole because Wally Harper and Wally West are dead. What? So let's see if I get this straight. Arsenal, who's having a storyline with with Red Arrow and the Titans, is dead. Wally West, whose entire existence depends on the DC Rebirth Initiative, and anyone suspected he would show up in Doomsday Clock to have a big role, is dead because this is kind of important for Wally West to figure out what the hell's going on with Dr. Manhattan and how he changed history for his grand, and I didn't say this in my video, but I keep thinking now it's like a big social experiment to him, like he's watched YouTube videos and think this is just some big game to him in his quest for curiosity and knowledge. But, yeah, Wally West is dead. And he also just come out of a storyline where he has surpassed Barry Allen as the fastest man alive. And... Wally West is dead, which led me to think, like, okay, Dr. Manhattan has something to do with this. This is the only logical explanation I can think of. That's the only way I can buy into this. That Dr. Manhattan either directly or somehow controlled somebody to kill everybody and, and transferred his powers into this host and killed everybody. That's my only way of justifying this. Because he doesn't want to be seen yet, he hasn't shown himself directly yet, and anyone who has seen him directly have all been killed or taken. So, yeah, this is where the issue kind of loses a lot of people, and a lot of people aren't happy about it. I've been looking that up for the last 24 hours. Yeah, a lot of people aren't happy about, what, about killing off Roy Harper and Wally West. Then we get a file of talking about Arsenal, saying how he's an addict, and how... He, how he's been struggling with his addictions and how it's been affecting his health and kidneys. And then he tried to use the needle and that's not really working and like he's struggling. And then as we see Booster Gold flying, he apparently does not know the definition of take the knife away from Harley Quinn. So she continues to stab him and then stabs him in the chest and they fall all the way down to the farm. And... Superman goes back and says, Sanctuary is confirmed. And there's some writing on the wall saying the peddlers are all dead. Showing all the machines since this was, operates with holographic and machine technology. And Superman in his state of horror saying, We built this to help them. I mean, to help us. And now... And he can't finish speaking. And Superman... And then Wonder Woman speaks saying peddlers since she and Batman arrive. And she goes ahead and talks about that word me saying it is a term for those who work in iron, who make weapons, swords. Puddlers are skim the molten metal. Remove the imperatives so that the iron can be strong. I mean the impurities. But what this means with this, I am perhaps not the world's greatest detective. Well, you're not, Batman is. And the per and Batman deduces that the person who committed these horrible crimes names was someone being treated here by Sanctuary, along with a lot of other heroes. Wonder Woman closes Wally West's eyes, and I'm still pissed off. And that someone kills Sanctuary and a lot of the heroes. So it just it means what we already know it means. 
what it always means. Our hope for redemption is now just in the hunt for vengeance. And I will make sure the son of a bitch pays for reinventing rock and roll! So then we end this issue with Booster Gold talking with Harley and saying... Like, he says this. I'm such an... You kill me and I save you. Even after we were all there just to get help. We were all the same. We were all hurt. And then you, Harley, I saw you hurting us. Killing us. And then Harley just says, Oh, Goldie, how deep did you crack? I didn't... I saw you with with my... I ran. I stupidly ran from you. Like a coward or a freaking clown. Nah, Goldie, I didn't save them, but I didn't kill them. You did. And then our comic ends with Booster Gold giving his discussions in the Sanctuary where he says, I'm Booster Gold. I'm the greatest hero you've never heard of. And you are Sanctuary. The robot super reality therapist built with Kryptonian tech and infused with the will of Batman, of the compassion of Wonder Woman, and the and of course, the honor of Superman. You help heroes who have seen too much, or done too much. All us heroes, all fighting all the time. And because of all that, we're all just all messed up. Including good old Booster Gold, so... Okay then, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm talking. Help me. Yeah, that's how the issue ends. This is the beginning of a gigantic mystery and I'm still on the opinion that at the end of all this, either A, they're going to fix all this, or B, this is going to end with it being revealed that this was Dr. Manhattan having some role in this, because okay, I was actually here's the surprising thing, I actually was talking with Linkara on Twitter, I was writing some stuff I found someone comment about it and he was mad about the issue like, he hasn't seen it, but from what he heard, he was pissed off about the shocking deaths they did in order to open this up. But uh, then I had responded to him, saying, Hey, um, do you think a certain doctor had something to do with it? He says no, because Doomsday Clock is a self-contained story, which I can understand that viewpoint, but at the same time, at, like I said, like, even though it's a self-contained story, it takes place a year after all the events that go on in the DC Universe. So, by the time Heroes in Crisis is already going on, it's already over in Doomsday Clock. It's past Doomsday Clock. It, it's it's over at by the time Doomsday Clock starts, so this could just be bleed-in effects. As in, all the things that led to Doomsday Clock, the current state of the world in Doomsday Clock, is basically being built up in all these events and all these storylines. The events that led to Doomsday Clock are bleeding into the DC Universe, trying to get more catched up with them. Like, it was mentioned, Jeff Johns did say that everything that goes on in the DC Universe will eventually come into a, will come into play that leads to the events of Doomsday Clock. We start getting that with some action comic moments where they talk about the Superman theory. So... Yeah, it looks like Heroes in Crisis most likely is going to have a connection with the, with the lead-up to Doomsday Clock in the time of the DC Universe. So, yeah, this is a fairly interesting issue, 
and I do have reasons to believe that Dr. Manhattan was behind this. Like, okay, here's the best way to describe it. Let's say it was Booster Gold who did this. I don't think he did it with intention. I don't think he did it with, with purpose. He was under Dr. Manhattan's control and was told to kill them. Or he infused them with their powers because that's the only way I can buy that Wally West was killed by Dr. Manhattan because he's pretty much the only known guy I can think of that has the power to do this. Unless you got Reverse Flash and whatnot, except he died twice and apparently he came back. Yeah, he's he's had the most revivals in the DC Universe so far for me when I look this stuff up. But, like, I'm thinking, okay, so... It has to be having a connection with Dr. Manhattan. Like, when I saw one of the variant covers, I was thinking, wait, is this the Psycho Pirate? Like, it was mentioned the Psycho Pirate does exist in the continuity of the DC and New 52 universe, so... Does... Does this have a role in this? Does Psycho Pirate, like, influence people to start killing each other? And if so, why... And how would he know about Sanctuary? The only one who would know is Dr. Manhattan since he's omnipresent and he's omniscient. So he could have done something with this. So I'm just led to believe that it was Dr. Manhattan. Every evidence I keep thinking of ends up with Dr. Manhattan being responsible. Like, they don't have to let him show up in the, ish in the end of this, year, in this event. They could just, like, you know go ahead and say that it was a guy who came to him, who came to his mind calling himself Manhattan like they don't have to directly show him they could just mention him and say that he came to them he spoken to the culprit was saying that some giant blue guy came to him in his mind and said kill everybody here like why would Dr. Manhattan kill these people well it's because Wally West is there everyone else would probably be just collateral damage because really you really think anyone's gonna try and stop anyone's get the heroes there at least except for Harley Quinn I'm pretty sure the heroes would have tried to do go ahead and try and stop this at most part I think Booster Gold is basically identity crisis is um Dr. Light red herring role they're gonna do that that's the logical explanation for me but yeah this issue is gonna be a very mixed bag for people because you killed off Roy Harper and Wally West yeah killed off a whole bunch of people like okay maybe I can buy it like a couple of them being killed but I just don't think it would it was a good idea to kill off Wally West and Roy Harper having all their storylines and what from the covers indicate this is going to feature a lot of the DC heroes and villains probably but mostly Harley Quinn being the anti-hero and yeah I just left wondering why Wally West and Roy Harper they kind of have big storylines going on I don't know about anyone else's storylines that's going on but like yeah. So, I, I, like I said, every time I look at this, I'm just thinking that this has to be Dr. Manhattan. He had to have something to do with this. It has to be him. That's the only way I could try and justify myself and rationalize what the hell happened. But no, like, if it doesn't reveal it's Dr. Manhattan, then it's either a new villain or it's a villain that I don't recall re remembering that has this kind of power. But I'm still saying that I can only accept Wally West being killed is if Dr. Manhattan has something to do with it. 
since he has a very strong role in this. He told he stole ten years of their lives. He altered history. He destroyed Barry Allen's Flashpoint timeline by going ahead and interfering when when Barry Allen was fixing everything. And then masqueraded as Pandora for some reason. And Pandora was killed when she found out the truth. And yeah, it's all hijinks ensuing. So, yeah, Heroes in Crisis issue 1. It's a mixed bag. It's going to be a mixed bag probably. This entire series, limited series, is probably at best going to be a mixed bag for people. Because, like I said, you killed Wally West. You killed Roy Harper. And, yeah, this is going to be like a warning sign to a lot of people in their heads. Like, yeah, uh, I don't think I want to do this right now. And then I had looked up, um... Then I went ahead and looked up about... And realized that Martian Manhunter was in the cover. And I was like, wait, did Martian Manhunter come back? I haven't heard from him. I thought he disappeared. Since he was... Since I could have sworn he was in the Justice Society because he's very old... I, I could be wrong. Like, I, I, I'm i not, like I said, I'm not well-versed in comic lore. Like, I'm trying to get as much information as I humorously can, as I humorously can, but, humanly can, but, um, like I said, that's why I, why in my writing multiverse series, I said I would just make my own continuity in order to make things work the way I wanted to, instead of having to read all the comics and whatnot to understand what the hell is going on for a fraction of it. Also, uh, Nightwing and Starfire are somewhat in a horrendous, uh, horror-filled embrace. So, they might be teasing their relationship getting back together, probably. I don't know, but still. So, yeah. Those were my thoughts on Heroes in Crisis issue number one. This was Neo Reality Entertainment. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe, and donate. Stay tuned for more. So, Heroes in Crisis, you know, being a massive event comic, even though it really probably should not have been an event comic, instead it should have just been a very deep character study of characters who go to the sanctuary, this was clearly going to get tie-in issues. So, let's start off with the first one. In the fallout of Roy Harper's death, ignoring Wally West's death because Dan DeVio hates him, though I get the feeling they're going to address that in the Flash tie-in because it's clearly obvious they're going to do that. Um, we have this big funerals chapter for Green Arrow issue number 45 to serve as a tie-in to Heroes in Crisis Fallout number one, and basically this whole issue takes place basically surrounding the funeral of Roy Harper and how a lot of people are there and here to console and whatnot. It's... Pretty somber, very depressing, realizing that, yeah, Roy Harper's dead. And from what I kept hearing, um, apparently Tom King says that they are not coming back. All these characters are not coming back. Well, here's why I should be mad, but I'm kind of not. Why do I have the feeling that this is only happening because they need to build up to that disparity going on in Doomsday Clock? Which I do say Dr. Manhattan was responsible of regarding what happened at Sanctuary. Like, he was out to kill Wally West, but clearly everyone else was just caught in the crossfire, so everyone was just collateral damage. And even though he says he cares for humanity in Doomsday Clock Issue 7... He's clearly more indifferent at best at this point, and he does seem a little angry or something, but yeah. So, anyways, um, Roy 
is being given this eulogy by a family, by basically by Bird, a war's brother from an Indian reservation that Ward was adopted into. So yeah, I've been reading this also from a comicbookrevolution.com site to uh, get a firm grasp on a lot of characters so I can get an understanding about which characters which. Like, the only characters I know about when it comes to Roy Harper, a.k.a. Red Arrow, a.k.a. Arsenal, a.k.a. Speedy, is really Cheshire, Green Arrow, Black Canary, Donna Troy, and that's basically it. I am not an expert on everything about him. Then, we all know about his uh, struggle with addictions. So, yeah. He kept... So, we get the perspective of Green Arrow saying that he was hoping that this was a dream or just a horrible nightmare. And clearly... And how he says that he saw Roy Harper a few days ago and how... How... He was still a fighting spirit and his aim was true. And yet... He said he was going to see him soon, but that never was going to happen now. And everyone's all despairing over this. Like, you got Wonder Woman, you got Donna Troy, you got all these characters coming in and giving their thoughts on him. And, yeah, and Black Canary with uh, Green Arrow. So, yeah, this is, this is a pretty somber chapter, like I said. We go into more backstory between Green Arrow and Roy, and Roy Harper, Oliver Queen, and and Roy Harper. Um, basically, a lot of people keep thinking like I like I was watching a video when I was looking up analysts of this. Yeah, for some reason they decided to retcon certain things, like meant the cover chapter, the more famous cover of when when Green Arrow and Green Lantern discover Roy Harper is doing drugs. Yeah, they that was never happening in the New 52 as far as we knew and this was just a retcon. So, yeah. Don't worry, at least this makes more sense to tell this somber story as opposed to Jeff Johns retconning the Blue Beetle scare of saying it's magic and not alien tech instead of it could have just been both like they did with Young Justice. But Jeff Johns clearly knows what he's doing when it comes to retconning history. You know, at least he does it more out of that for storytelling purposes than, you know, Vince McMahon like to retcon stuff because he can. But besides the point, um, yeah. Green Arrow goes ahead and has all this guilt going on in him, like how Arsenal was telling him all this stuff and Green Arrow wasn't really listening. He was too distracted with something regarding a mission he was doing. But. Yeah, eventually Superman he he confronts Superman and basically whacks him in the head with a fist, except we all know that this is Superman, so there can't so that's really not gonna do anything. He blames Superman, he blames Wonder Woman, he blames a lot of people of the Justice League, saying that it was all their fault. And yeah. And how he says that it was their fault because of what Sanctuary did and how this wasn't supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a place to keep people safe and help them. Instead, it's turned into a place of despair and anguish. And he then asks, where is Batman in all this? Where's Bruce? Bruce and Superman answers this. Bruce wanted to come, but he's not. But he's, he's out there looking for the for Roy's killer. That's why he's not here. Uh, I believe that's what Wonder Woman said. 
Also, he kept mentioning how he believes One Face and Rock and Roll have formed a deadly alliance in order to control, in order to kill people at Sanctuary. Yeah, uh, I can't help myself. But yeah, here's the thing that really probably would have pissed pissed him off more so. Green Arrow, if they had said, oh, by the way, uh, yeah, we kind of had Harley Quinn there. She was getting help as well. Uh, like, granted, she is, she was formerly with the Joker. She's an anti-hero. She likes to do crazy things. She's also an insane psychopath who has a very tendency to pro-violence. So, yeah. I get the feeling Green Arrow probably would not have been happy if he heard that Harley Quinn, of all people, was at a superhero sanctuary despite her current allegiances no longer being with the Joker. But yeah, uh Yeah, he's all blaming everybody and blames the Justice League for what happened. And then he starts to reveal about what he could do to them with this box apparently. Then the Martian Manhunt comes in and tells him to stop and not reveal that key information. And I was like, wait, when did he have something that could take down the Justice League? Like I said, I'm not well versed in comics, so I had to, thanks to the power of the internet, I had to look this up, and I believe it was a small miniseries in the Justice League comics called Justice League No Justice. I think that was it. I could be wrong, but it was a miniseries involving Brainiac and all the stuff I looked up on Comics Explained on that. But apparently that's what ha that's what was in that role in that, where Oliver Queen was given this box that could have the power to take down the Justice League. Except we don't know what it was. But, um, yeah. Roar, uh, yeah, Roy Harper's death has really gained Oliver Queen. How he's all despairing and how he feels like it was his fault and how he also blames himself for for not listening to him, not being the father figure he wanted he wanted to be for him. And then Donna Troy gives this eulogy saying she loved Roy. Yeah, she loved Roy, but probably not in the romantic scene. Um Yeah. But uh yeah. She's giving this eulogy and we're getting more flashbacks about how um, Green Arrow probably didn't even really know Roy Harper than he thought, and eventually it reached a cataclysm point when he discovers about the drug addiction he's going through, but before that, um, Green Arrow realizes there are more people than he realized, realizing that he didn't know Roy Harper at all. So, yeah, that, that's gotta be more depressing. So we get this another character named Annie, part of Roy Harper's gallery of characters, where basically she's all she was an addict, but um, but she says that she thanked Roy for help for for convincing her to get help, and he understood and how he was pretty much the reason why she was getting cleaned up. So that was nice and touching, but like I said, all this is happening is uh, is disparaging and whatnot. And then Oliver Queen says, guess it is. Guess it is. He's not coming back, Dinah. And then she just says, I know. And Green Arrow says, Roy's gone. There's nothing I can do about it. And I was like, well, you're keep continuously hammering in that he's dead, even though really this is DC Comics and the most longest term pers a person was dead was what? Um the Anti-Monitor, and even he came back for Sinestro Core War, and before that it was Barry Allen, so... Yeah, at the same time you have to realize, yeah, these deaths aren't really 
permanent, like, only maybe a couple of times, but really, even then, they still come back. Like, originally, they wanted to kill Nightwing in Infinite Crisis because, uh... They just didn't know what Nightwing was. Like, one editor apparently had said to somebody that he's not Robin, he's not Batman, so I don't know what he is. So basically saying that if you're not Robin or Batman, you are useless. Dumbasses. Aren't it? Aren't they? So, yeah. And like I said, we get that flashback sequence about how, it, how Green Arrow and Green Lantern discover, um... Roy's addiction problem and how he's thrown out by Green Arrow and realizing that he was more disappointed in himself than he was disappointed in Roy and wishing he could have been the father figure and even says that he calls and he even goes in and calls uh, Roy his son saying he loves him like a son and yeah then yeah the chapter ends with him walking being the last one to leave the funeral and basically um, how he's how he's vowing to uh, to not suffer this kind of thing ever again. I believe. Um, so like he, this is what it ends on. I spent my life finding the fault in Roy and never turned turned around to seek the cause of my failure in myself. I'm not going to disappoint him again. Guess I got to work to do. Guess guess I've got work to do. Next chapter will be Citizen Queen. Yeah, I don't read the Green Arrow comics. I only know about Green Arrow from the Justice League cartoons. I don't read the Green Arrow comics, but from what I heard, Black Canary was kind of not portrayed well. And say, and apparently the writer says that the only way a couple can be interesting is if they're fighting. Which is stupid in so many ways. I'm like, I'm all for the love-hate relationship because it's like... Like, everyone knows, like, oh, come on. We both know you like each other. Stop trying to act like you're tough people. But, yeah. Um, that's not... But what they were describing in the Green Arrow comics earlier on was that wasn't a love-hate relationship or a from anime. That was straight-up physical abuse. Domestic abuse. So, yeah, I don't know what was going through their heads at the time. No idea if this is still going on now. Like I said, I don't read the Green Arrow comics. But, well, that might change one day. But anyways, yeah. Uh, this was a very somber issue, like I said. It was filled with so much emotion, but is also filling with retcons from the old DC Universe because... Because even though they never happened in the New 52, but now they're saying it did happen in the New 52 Universe. So, yeah... The only reason why I say that why I'm not mad about how the deaths aren't really permanent is why the deaths are how okay Tao King has said apparently that people who died in Heroes in Crisis is a permanent effect, except that is merely a suggestion. It's not really a guarantee. Also, I keep getting the feeling that the only that like I said, I do believe Doctor Manhattan has something to do with this, and it had to involve Wally West. Everyone else was just there for damage control. Everyone else was just like. Well, uh, all these people here uh, are going to get in my way, so they have to die too. But here's the thing. I get the feeling, and I keep believing it, Doomsday Clock is going to end with all those years restored. Alan Scott's going to be revived. Uh, they're going to refix history. And, do, and the only one who can do is Dr. Manhattan or 
they could like or Ozymandias is probably going to go back in time and stop Dr. Manhattan from ever being created which would explain what happens at the end when the whole uh, how Dr. Manhattan can't see what happens next in his future so yeah like I said this really stands that is this going to be a gigantic reboot to bring back the old DC universe officially instead of just continuously adding elements of the old DC universe into the new 52 like that's the only way I see this happening, why they said that all these characters are not coming back, or they're dead and they're not going to come back in Heroes in Crisis. That's the only way I see how that's going to happen. That, But, like, we'll see how that goes. So, those were our thoughts on Green Heroes in Crisis tie-in, Green Arrow issue number 45. This was Neo Reality Entertainment. If you like, comment, subscribe, and donate to you for more. So it's been a month since that massive downer we got with Heroes in Crisis issue number one, and no reaction happened whatsoever from it. I'm like, it's not like people were immediately pissed off and were wondering why Dan DiDio was so obsessed and trying to kill off Wally West, because that would be crazy. Yeah, people were mad about that. I understood that perception. So, and, and I just keep saying the only way I can justify Wally West being killed is if they go with Dr. Manhattan. That's the only way I can buy into this. That Dr. Manhattan had a role in this to kill Wally West. Everyone else was just gigantic collateral damage. Something tells me they're not going to do that because that would actually make too much sense. So and here we are with Heroes in Crisis number two. The continuing nine-issue series of the Heroes in Crisis storyline by Tom King. And drawn by Clayman, I believe his name is. Yeah, that, that's actually his name. I'm actually kind of a little surprised by that. But anyways, um, we start off with basically this introduction of the confessionals, which I found to be the best parts of it because at least gives the subtle facial expressions mostly telling me what's going through their mind. And we learned that Poison Ivy was an attendant here in Sanctuary, which of course was addressed in Batman by Tom King, the series when he was still dating Catwoman and it looked like the marriage was going to happen. Then they copped out on that because life's a joke to them. But uh, yeah, Poison Ivy was there and I'm just thinking, wait, what? Poison Ivy is a superhero rehabilitation center. You're just asking for someone to shoot up the place, aren't you? Like, this is filled with heroes. I know a lot of heroes can take on Poison Ivy, but still, how many more criminals are you going to bring in? Like, it was already a stretch for Harley Quinn being an anti-hero role, but Poison Ivy, she even admits that I shouldn't be here. You're, you're, you're made for heroes. I'm a terrorist. I fight Batman with, with vines and kisses. But then she just says, Harley said, and then Harley barges into the confessional, much to, much to Poison Ivy's shock and anger. And, yeah, here's the thing about these two. You see, in the DC Rebirth New 52 continuity, Harley Quinn left the Joker. Yeah, they did that. And she went ahead and got into a relationship with Poison Ivy. So, yeah. And I'm, and I realized, like, wait, so that means she's dead? Oh, God, um, you realize they have a show coming out with Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy playing a major role, right? In that Harley Quinn cartoon show they're making on DC Universe. 
And they basically said, hey, you hear that character that's currently getting a lot of popularity and we're going to make her essential focus in our TV show? Well, we could promote her with the comics and whatnot to promote her character and just show more what you could expect. Eh, screw that. Let's kill her off. But yeah, this scene actually is kind of interesting because Poison Ivy, every time when Harley Quinn is just trying to get under her skin, metaphorically speaking, uh, you noticed in one panel, she's kind of slightly smiling and then just goes back to being frowned and angry when she reveal when Harley reveals that she did not get someone to water the plants while she was gone. Yeah, and I'm trying to wonder, how does, um... How did she get into Sanctuary? You mean to tell me that Harley was at Sanctuary somehow? And yeah, it, it says, uh, yeah, she says this. You are not supposed to be here. You have to be invited or picked or I don't know. You're not even supposed to know where here is. And I'm like, wait. So how does she know that? Did she get it out of someone's head? Did she beat the crap out of somebody until they talked? Or did someone who I might add is naked and dresses up in blue and is blue skin probably influenced her mind and did something with that and told her the location of this since he's omnipresent? Oh wait, that would probably make too much sense. I'm still advocating for that. So yeah, apparently Harley Quinn's dead. And then we cut to the penguin. And yeah, Harley Quinn basically needs help. Basically everyone's going to be after her soon. Which does make me wonder something. Wasn't the penguin killed back in Red Hood and the Outlaws issue number 24, I think? I haven't caught up with that, but I do recall that the penguin was shot and killed. Um, I even asked that, I even wondered that why was he in Doomsday Clock if he was killed off? Was that a clone, a double, or somebody? Okay, I'm just left wondering. But yeah. And then we cut back to the Trinity, basically trying to look into what the hell happened and look at the bodies of the Sanctuary victims. And basically they're saying, basically they're demanding that Batman just goes in and says, Okay, look, Sanctuary, yes, it's anonymous. It deletes all the files, but sit, let's be real, Batman. You're Batman. You are more, like, in one year, like, Superman even says it, like, like, Bruce, please, can we skip this usual, the usual lie? You build a back door to spy on our weaknesses. If it is what you do, it's what you do. You prepare for if any of us, us turn. I'm like, you in one universe, I knew before the New 52 reboot happened, that you went ahead and built a gigantic satellite named Brother Eye to spy on everybody. Then it went rogue and tried to kill everybody, destroy Wonder Woman's reputation. But I don't think I should mention that because, well, Diana will probably kick your ass. Probably. So, yeah, Batman is performing an autopsy in the Batsuit. Okay. And he's wearing gloves within gloves. Okay. And then Superman points out the freaking obvious. You probably have a kryptonite hidden in your bat belt. And Batman just says, I don't. Yes, I prepare. But I do not have kryptonite in my bat belt. And I'm just thinking, Batman, the day comes when I believe that is the day you marry Catwoman. Which means it's probably never going to happen. And 
Yeah. And Batman just keeps trying to say, that's not true. It needs to be anonymous or stay anonymous. I know because I was there often. And yeah. And then he talks about this weird teeth, this mechanical teeth thing, like someone made him swallow it. And it looks like it indicates that it's Harley Quinn. Except that can mean multiple things. It could even mean the Joker, right? Even then, I have a hard time believing the Joker, you know, while insane, can't kill Wally West. We then cut to a confessional of Batman standing and brooding in his trademark brooding attitude before he removes his hood, sits down, and talks about his confession about how he had partners working with him, who they became his family, and how they all died a lot. And then he just says he's sorry. That's basically it. And then we get back to Booster Gold, everybody. Um, basically, Skits is trying to find him, and yeah. Um, basically, Booster Gold had to get healed after getting somehow getting his ass kicked by Harley Quinzel, somehow. And then Booster Gold explains that so I was in a sanctuary because I was crazy, and I'm just thinking, no. That is not what going to sanctuary means. Okay, saying you're crazy. Um, just saying that directly. Yeah, here's the thing. I found that line very weird coming from Tom King, because he said because he's the former CIA operative who operated in the Iraq War. At least that's what he, that's what he says in interviews, and. I don't think he himself would describe himself as crazy. He would go and say very complex medical wording. Like, I was, I have PTSD, I have anxiety disorder or something, panic issues, like, you know, and whatnot. And, yeah, I'm just like, wait, what, why are you being so blunt that you're crazy? Like, that just... <sighs> You could have just said because I needed help or whatnot. And then he says he watched Harley Quinn, Quinn kill everybody. Once again, Booster should have realized the second he said that. It's like, wait, how did she kill the fastest man alive? Wait, that doesn't make sense. In fact, wait, how did she kill Hotspot? In fact, now that I think about it, she would put on an extravagant show knowing her relationship, with, knowing her past relationship with the Joker. So, yeah, uh, Booster should have realized something was up with that theory. And then, then he recaps about what happened in book in, issue, in chapter one, where he says that Harley told him that you killed everybody. And then Skits just says, oh. And then we see Harley Quinn out of nowhere, quite honestly, dressing up in her old outfit from the Batman the Animated Series. And I'm just wondering is, okay, you're talking to a penguin in a warehouse. What the hell happened? Did, like, we get this massive time gap that just happened and I'm just like wondering what the hell happened. And then the lights come on and then the Trinity shows up. Much to Harley Quinn's not-so-normal surprise. And basically, Booster Gold and Skits are having a banter talk saying, Should I turn myself in? Yes, you should turn yourself in. I don't think I should turn myself in. No, you absolutely should turn yourself in. This basically amounts to what Linkara would say. We should do... I should do something. Should you do something? I should do something. Should you... 
do something. I should do something. Oh god, you're not going to listen. And Booster just keeps countering that. If I turn myself in, everyone will think I did it. And I maybe I did And maybe I didn't. Or, if I turn myself in, everyone will think I didn't do it. And maybe I did. And then Skitch just points at the freaking obvious and saying, I'm worried about you. And, yeah, then Booster just tells him not to worry. And I'm like, did, did you... Didn't you just say, like, three pages, two to three pages ago that you were saying you were crazy? And then he just says, what would Batman do? And I'm just thinking of all the jokes I can just go with this, so I'll just go with the best one. He would tell you rock and roll did it and decree anyone guilty. Because that's how Batman operates. Like, okay, I read Batman the White Knight. I'll probably get to that at a later date, but... Here's the best way to describe it. From that character criticism of Batman's character, I came to realize something. Batman doesn't believe in redemption as much as he says he does. So anyways, moving on from that. Skitch says Batman would turn himself in. Solve the mystery, Booster Gold says. I was hoping for him to turn himself in. Nope. He solved the mystery. 90% sure. 90? 73% sure. Uh, ha, 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 such banter over the bloody massacre that Booster or Harley might have caused that may have been involving Dr. Manhattan with a comedian in some way. Oh, you are hilarious, Booster. So, yeah, uh, Harley Quinn basically explains that Booster did it, and they're demanding the answers of what the hell happened. And then, in the most bizarre what the WTF moment I'm wondering is, how am I supposed to believe that Harley gets the jump on the Trinity? Yeah, that actually happened. You see, she takes the lasso of truth and starts to sing again. Catches Batman, wraps the rope around his neck. Superman is about to stop him. And then Wonder Woman says she'll break his neck because you before you break the lasso. And I'm just thinking, wait. Isn't Superman faster than a speeding bullet? Um, I just left. Wait, or am I thinking this is the Silver Age Superman? Except that that was taken over exaggeration. That was what the media said. Okay, uh, okay, fine. I'll just buy that. But like, you can, there's probably six different ways you can stop this. And then, <laughs> then we get the obvious thing that I knew was coming. Um. Harley Quinn says this in her continuing fun. Hey, bat hostage. Now that you can't lie or nothing, you got anything fancy on you? Like something to fight your Superman with? And Superman just says he does it, and then Batman answers in his trademark, I am Bat Dick, and I am an asshole. There's kryptonite in my bat belt. Third pouch on the left. Lead container. And one of just says, Batman... She might as well just put in a sigh saying, Oh, Batman. And then I would just be like, Oh, Bruce. You're kind of an asshole sometimes. And sure enough, Harley Quinn unleashes the kryptonite, escaping when she re and reminds everybody that Booster did it. And then we get Wonder Woman's confessional about how basically when she's talking about this, um, she basically is having these nightmares of swords piercing her and 
and yelling out for her mother and basically yeah basically she um has these P PTSD moments and yeah, she doesn't think she deserves the help because she knows that there are people who are having it worse and would prefer to bite her lip. But it clearly gets to her, and then she just says thank you to the computer and leaves. And then we get to Barry Allen. I've been waiting to see what Barry Allen's going to do. Let's see what Booster Gold's going to do about this. It's not like he's going to play the dumbass card and tell Barry that Wally's dead. Right. Flash, man, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt. So, on the sanctuary thing, I'm doing with what Batman would do, or what I'm like 63% sure he would do. Anyway, I was wondering if you done autopsies yet. And Barry just says, "Booster, what? Why? What are you talking about?" And then that made me realize something. Um, I'm gonna ask, what was the time jump between Green Arrow and? Issue number two. And if so, how the hell did Barry not know about anything that happened? Like, at all? Like, you would think Barry would show up because Wally's dead and Arsenal was Wally's friend. So, Barry would go to Arsenal's funeral out of respect. That just made me realize that kind of makes enough sense now. So... Yeah, Booster then explains, like, uh, clues and stuff are not usually my deal. Just trying to figure out, out where to start. And I was thinking, the bodies. But what do I know about bodies? But Flash, that dude knows all about bodies and science. Okay, Booster, okay, I could probably buy that you're trying to use your humor as a way to cope with everything that happened. But you do realize... You're kind of going to piss Wally Barry off what you're about to do, aren't you? And then Barry just says, you're acting... Are you okay? What bodies? Oh, you know, like, everyone who was there when Harley... And then Skip's trying to be the voice of reason saying, Booster, he doesn't know. Shut up. And then Booster just ignores him and says, Or maybe I killed everybody? Like, Arsenal, shut up. Blue Jay, please shut up. Ivy, now shut up. Wally, and that when when Barry goes ahead, runs off to confirm he's dead. When Booster just wonders, where is he going? You are a dumbass, Booster. Wait, why are you being such an idiot right now? And then, and then Skitch just says, "Hmm, I don't know, Booster, perhaps." Booster, perhaps to find Wally, Wally, confirm he's dead, and also to see if any evidence of him, on him points to you as the killer. Ah. And how long do you think that will take? Well, he is the fastest man alive, so probably not long. And then Barry comes back and punches Booster in the face. What did you do? With tears in his eyes, and I'm just thinking... Uh, Booster was an idiot and he was playing the dumbass card for no particular reason, even though he could just, you know, turned himself in, uh, got questioned by Wonder Woman with the lasso of truth. You, you know the lasso of truth, the thing that can make anyone tell the truth, maybe offer a perspective, point to a naked blue man probably getting into his head, you know, 
anything that would have been, you know, let's go ahead, tell people, and then make the situation worse. Oh, wait, uh, I can't. Booster's an idiot in this story right now. And, yeah. And then Superman just says, you have her? And then Batman just speaks to Superman and says, you have her? And Superman just responds, I see how she got the drop on you, Bruce. She's good. As good as you. I don't know what happened in the new 52 continuity or the DC Rebirth movement, but I really am wondering what the hell happened to make him make him even make that statement. And Batman, of course, is pissed off saying she is not as, as boys, not the time, Wonder Woman says. And I'm just thinking what Bruce would have said. She is not as good as me. I am Batman. And I can breathe in space. And Superman realizes something. Wait. No. They ask out, is it Harley? And no. Superman knows what's going to happen. Barry's got a booster and he's about to do something drastic. And then rushes off to try and stop the inevitable death scene, probably. Or at least attempted death scene. Then we cut back to Harley somehow on a pier on the top of a bridge. Yeah, I thought it was a pier, but then I realized it was a bridge. And basically, she's basically expressing all this regret she has in her. Basically, how she shouldn't let anyone hurt her, not followed her to Sanctuary, told you to go to Sanctuary, told her to, that she loved her, that they, have, that they shouldn't have met, that she shouldn't have run from Mr. J, that she shouldn't have loved Mr. J, and that she shouldn't have helped Mr. J. She shouldn't have let anyone change her. And I shouldn't let, and she says, I shouldn't have let anyone hurt me. And then we move forward to Daily Planet. Yay. Miss Lane. Uh, yeah, she's being interviewed by another... She's being talked to by another co-worker. I know she has a name. I just don't remember, so I'm not going to look that up. So, some files came in for you on the whistleblower drop. And, yeah, they're basically talking. I'm trying to understand what the hell the dialogue even supposed to be. Because there's so many dialogue balloons. I'm trying to figure out who, what the hell is... Like, is she speaking to her or is she speaking to herself? So, yeah, and then basically she, her friend is explaining that there was this file with an attachment and this attachment is just a superhero arsenal talking about, about to a camera for a while about doing drugs and stuff. The message with the attachment just said, our heroes hide themselves from us, from sanctuary. Here's the truth. More troops will be coming. And whoever sent it, it signed it. The pet puddlers. That leads to Lois Lane finally paying attention and say, Wait, what did you say? Uh, I don't think I can go ahead and explain all that again. That's going to take too long. And you're clearly going to ignore me until I say it again. And then we get our final confessional. Superman. And then he just talks about his multiple identities he's living with. How he's how he was raised, grew up as Clark Kent. Then he comes in and realizes he's an alien. And then he becomes Superman. And then he talks about this whole hiding his identity and he's worried if it gets out. So, yeah, and then you realize, yeah, that's kind of understanding he's suffering from an identity issue. Because 
One minute he was Clark Kent, then he realizes he's super, then he realizes he's Kal-El, and then he realizes he's Superman. Yeah, he's living with three identities. Yes, I know Superman and Kal-El are technically one and the same, but if you think about it, like, no one knows Kal-El's name, and if someone did know about Kal-El's name, they would think, oh, that's probably an alien. But they probably wouldn't buy, put two and two together unless there was a photographic evidence that says that's Superman. Or Superman already confirmed this in an interview about how he was Kal-El or something like that. Or he just said it was from Krypton. But yeah, that's where the second issue ends. And it ends with Superman saying that he, that he can't say these things. He's just worried that if it gets out. So, yeah. Um, this is... I don't know what to say. I want to say it's a mixed bag. I don't hate it, but I didn't find it as... Like, at least issue one had the gall to say, we're going to open up with murder and death and bring something memorable to the table to make you remember this issue. This issue, this more along the lines, made me think of several things. One, Harley Quinn has apparently learned the ability to teleport and change her clothes without any explanation. Um... She also knows how knows how to defeat the Trinity. She just needs to choke Batman some with her lasso of truth and get the drop on Wonder Woman's compassion. Uh, Ivy's dead. Booster Gold's a dumbass for various, various, various good reasons. And yeah, Lois Lane is apparently ignoring somebody until they tell him that oh, there was a gigantic murder. And I'm once again saying that this can all be fixed in my mind. If you just simply say three words, wait, four words, Dr. Manhattan did it. There, you just need to say those four words. Just issue eight or nine, just say it was Dr. Manhattan, and I will say, okay, that completely justifies what happened in my mind, because I can understand why Dr. Manhattan did this. He because he doesn't want to be found. Wally West is trying to find him. All this crap that happened. And he's trying to keep his identity a secret. At least until Doomsday Clock when he fights Superman. Or at least confronts him. But still. Yeah, that's the only way I can buy into the idea that that Dr. Manhattan did this. That he's trying to keep himself hidden. So he's going to try and manipulate certain people with his powers. Uh, well, basically, he's God to basically control somebody or influence somebody to just go on a rampage and start shooting up the place until everyone's collateral damage. That's the only way I say it's going to be justified in my mind. But part of me gets the feeling that's not where they're going to go with this, and that would probably be disappointing. So they either have to go really, really good with this, or they just go with the safest route and justifiable route is that Doctor Manhattan did it. Because let me think about it. Heroes in Crisis is direct is somewhat mentioned in Doomsday Clock during the whole League of Supervillainy talking about whether or not they should go to Black Adam's country about how there was a shoot-up going on. Which means that they already spoiled, and just like it was said in descriptions for a later issue in Heroes in Crisis, that there's going to be a massive leak about the Sanctuary and all hell's going to break loose. So, clearly, this is where it's going. The villains are going to find out, they're going to learn about Sanctuary, and they're going to realize, oh wait, the world's been fucked up. And like I said, there's been word going around that it might have been the Joker, and I have a hard time believing that. But 
Anyways, so yeah. Heroes in Crisis issue number two, it's a mixed bag for me. There was The artwork is fantastic. I did love the confessionals. Um, and I love the subtle facial changes to, in order to show the subtlety going on. And yeah, but there's also the whole Booster Gold being an idiot. Uh, Harley Quinn apparently being the god cosmic apparently enough to... In fact, I'm pretty sure they would write her in to say she could take on Dr. Manhattan. Even though that makes next to no sense. I'm like, I can get the character thing if she could just smash the god of all things' his head in. But they wouldn't really write that. Be they wouldn't really go forward with it because Dr. Manhattan could just snap his fingers and boom, she's evaporated from existence. Like Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet, except this was using science and not stones by cosmic entities. So, yeah, Heroes in Crisis issue number two. Those were my thoughts on it. This was Neo Reality Antenna. If you like, comment, subscribe, and donate. Stay tuned for more.